Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. right here on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen as always, and you can follow us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. You can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Waylon, happy March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Golf Madness Week with the Dell Technologies Match Play Tournament down there in Austin, Texas. Bridget and I will talk about that tournament. Of course, we'll talk about Tiger Woods and his release from the hospital and the latest on his recovery. Speaking of injuries, Brooks Kepka is dealing with one right now. We'll see about his status for the Masters. We have all the details in terms of what we know currently, and we shall talk about them as well here on the Tiger Woods Show. But first, a shout out to our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. March Madness is here. Bet Online has you covered for all of the news and scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts, they are fantastic, and we thank them for coming along here on the show. Let's talk about the latest with Tiger Woods. He is out of the hospital and now at home. According to a report, Tiger Woods knows he's lucky to be alive. That according to People Magazine, that same source said Woods is happy to be back with his kids. Quote, he is focused on his continued recovery There is a rehab plan that he is focused on. He knows he is very lucky to be alive. He appreciates that he has access to great medical care. He has a great attitude and is just focused on his recovery, end quote. Sources also told TMZ on Saturday that Tiger didn't hit the brakes after it veered off the road, which to me is a little scary. What do we make of all this? I welcome in Bridget Whalen to the program. Hello, Bridget. Obviously, good news that we got last week about Tiger Woods being out of the hospital. We were wondering when that was going to happen, and finally, it has. Yeah, great news. I think that him getting back to Florida was sort of on everyone's minds. Like, when is he going to be able to get home? So I was happy to hear that he is indeed home and with his family recovering. What do you make of this story here that alludes to Tiger not hitting the brakes after it veered off the road because we kind of work with the theory that he was asleep at the wheel and I initially thought he woke up at some point and slammed on the brakes but it turns out he might have been asleep the entire time yeah there were no skid marks that was initially reported so I sort of was under the impression the whole time that he never hit the brakes at all um and I think the theory proves itself perfectly that he was asleep or that he was in some sort of state that he wasn't really awake enough to press the brakes. I'm not sure exactly what went down. I don't know how long it will take until uh, or if we'll ever know what transpired um, that morning. But I think 
something along the lines of he was not mentally aware of what was going on at the time of the accident. And I think that also coincides with having no recollection, having a little bit of amnesia of the morning of. I think it all sort of just intertwines that he had to have dozed off or or some sort of um, something of that nature had to have happened. Now, of course, Tiger is very active in terms of staying in touch with PGA Tour players. He's texting Bryson. He's texting JT. I think that kind of speaks to just how badly and understandably so he wants to be back out there on the golf course where he, you know, he's chatting up with his buddies. JT obviously is no surprise, but, you know, Bryson and all these other folks, it's good to hear at least. Yeah, I think Tiger is the type of player who watches golf all the time. I don't think he's a Brooks Kepka type who doesn't turn it on if he's not playing that week. I do think Tiger is tuned in for the most part. So I think he watched Justin Thomas win at the players, and I think he watched Bryson win at Arnie's place. I think that he's a golf guy. Uh, so I heard that he was texting with Mike Thomas, Justin's father all day on Sunday, uh, in the final round of the players. So like, that's, that's awesome. He's, he's totally tuned in. I also think he's quite invested in those two players, specifically Bryson and JT. Um, they have very good relationships with Tiger. So that also plays into it. But regardless, I I think he tunes in to golf. He's like, he's a golf guy. He's I just, I think he not only loves playing the game, loves competing. I really do think he loves the game. That's why I kind of think it's nonsense when people try to say like, like, Tiger doesn't even like golf. Like, I think that's so far from the truth. Charlie, his son, getting so invested in the game, I think sort of is proof positive that Tiger really does enjoy the game recreationally. Uh, so I, I think he's totally tuned in, especially when one of his like guys i'll call him like justin thomas is in the mix on sunday you gotta wonder if he's got a good text thread going right now with brooks kepka as both of them are rehabbing of course i'm sure they are building each other up as we go and we'll talk about brooks in a little bit here but we want to give a shout out to one of our new sponsors on the show here's a little something you don't know about me ladies and gentlemen i don't sleep well but I'm really good at staying awake and staring at my ceiling. So I'm always looking for new ways to get my stuff together. My head hits the pillow and bam, my mind races to what I didn't do, what I need to do, blah, blah, blah. Is that relatable? Yeah, it sucks. Fortunately, I found Sunday Scaries and realized they make products specifically for overthinkers and night owls like me. Sunday Scaries CBD gummies help me decompress, clear my head, and fall asleep so I can actually wake up a fully functioning human being. Imagine that. And there's no risk to buy, ladies and gentlemen. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, that's okay. You'll get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. I got you. 25% off just to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com and use my promo code TIGER for your discount. That's promo code TIGER with a capital T for 25% off sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing, and you won't regret joining their squad. Okay, let's talk about Brooks Kepka now. 
He is suffering from, quote, right kneecap dislocation and ligament damage, which sounds painful. And his status for the Masters is very much up in the air. We know Bridget. He's Mr. Major Championship, four-time major champion in his own right. He's finished in the top 13 in 12 of the last 14 majors. He was T7 at Augusta back in November. He's texted Golf Week, quote, whatever my body says, I'm going to listen in terms of his status for Augusta. Obviously, for the last year, he's been on and off with knee and hip issues. It's really miraculous that he actually won in Phoenix last, last month. So I think this drastically changes the complexion of the Masters, Bridget, with no Brooks and no Tiger. But, I mean, maybe he still plays, maybe he doesn't. I'm sure you saw the image of himself on social media. It doesn't look promising. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw it. Um, he also has been plagued with some neck issues. Poor dude is falling apart. Uh, I, I honestly don't think he'll play um, in the Masters. He had the surgery on March 16th, I believe. So, I mean, a month, That's less tough. than a month recovery. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know to the extent of what this knee surgery entailed. Um, and I obviously am not a doctor. I don't know the um, prognosis of like recovery time or as he said, he's just going to listen to his body. So I'm not even sure that there's like a timeline and, and when is there for athletes? I think that they're all so in tune with their physicality that they sort of just kind of play it with, let's see how the body feels. So I think by him saying not sure is honest. I, I don't think he's like alluding to something. I think he really is not sure, but I would err on the side of we probably won't see him at Augusta this year. So what does that mean for the rest of the field, right? I mean, it really willows down a little bit too, especially with John Rahm's status <laughs> kind of being up in yeah. the air with his wife, right? Yeah, baby number one, the first child on the way for them. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say this because I'm such a jinx person, but it sounds a little like all of the ducks are getting in a row for speed. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so hesitant to even say my thoughts on like people dropping like possible players dropping like flies um, in the sense of not showing up at Augusta, not like literally dropping. Um, but I don't know. I think that if you were to take like Dustin out of the mix, as opposed to Brooks, maybe it would be a little more um, of like a shift, like defending champion. I, I don't know if Brooks really I know he plays well at Augusta. I know he's Mr. Major Champion, but is he Mr. Major Champion anymore now that he has the same amount of PGA Tour wins? I don't know. Like, do we want to give him that moniker? He, he's not someone that I'm like, oh, Brooks, not going to play at Augusta. Oh, boy. Like, he hasn't won there yet. So, for me, Brooks being out is not that big of a deal. I'm sure it's a huge deal to him. Um, Tiger being out is kind of the story for me. Yeah. Uh, that... But again, like, keep in mind, Cam, like, we weren't sure if he was going to play anyway, pre-car accident. And we were so, pretty pessimistic about it, too. Exactly. And as was he. <laughs> so, so, like, I honestly don't think that 
it's that big of a shift. Now, if John Rom drops out because his wife Kelly gives birth, okay, so like now we got something brewing. Brooks, John Rom, Tiger, like these are big names who who play well at Augusta. Um, sometimes Jordan Spieth is in the mix this year. He's playing well again. I think, you know, I think we should uh, we should thank the golf gods for that. So as we stand right now, Dustin Johnson is the favorite to win the Masters here in April, six to one. John Rahm is tied with Rory at ten to one. So that's pretty interesting to me because you take out Rahm, and that's obviously one of the favorites. I wrote down Bryson, Spieth, and JT as okay. the trio to kind of eye here. If we have no Brooks, no Tiger, no Rom. We already know no Tiger. Probably no Brooks. Possibly no Rom too. So, look, I think Bryson is totally going to destroy Augusta at some point. It could be in two weeks. It could be next year. But I just think he can absolutely destroy the par fives and really turn them into par fours. And we know what Spieth can do on this track. And he is tracking nicely with his recent performances. JT, obviously the elite, perhaps best iron player in the world right now. So those are the three guys that I really want to look at for Augusta, even without the Rom, Brooks, and Tiger news, honestly. You see, so now I'm all in on Bryson this week because I've never seen him play in a match play format at Austin Country Club after this transformation. But he played the Masters in November, and he finished tied 34th. So Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to dominate Augusta like Tiger did in the sense of Tiger sort of dominated Augusta from, like, an artistic standpoint. And I think that's why Spieth excels there because I think their brains are very naturally synced in that, like, artistic visual of how to play a golf course. I just don't know if Bryson's dominance really – plays well into Augusta for me personally. Uh, he's not someone I I see winning there um, until maybe he's been there a few more times. And I've said this so many times, I'm like a broken record, but really getting to play there year after year after year bodes well for you. And I think Dustin Johnson alluded to that. Um, not only playing like during the Masters, Dustin has also played there at other times of the year. So I do think that having a history of playing at Augusta is sort of like the number one. Um, I, I just think it's it's really like the number one thing you need to have to to win the green jacket. I have a question. Is Ricky Fowler in the field at the Masters? So no. So he just got into the field for the Valero Texas Open next week. That's his last okay. chance to get in. He's got to win. That's what I thought, but I just want to make sure he has to win. He's got to win to get in. Yes. Okay. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Right. And he's in danger, by the way, of missing his first major since 2010. Yes. No, that, yes, I saw that stat like a while ago. So I'm just like rehashing it. Wow. That's Ricky at Augusta. He just like, for me, he plays so well there. He's always like in the back of my mind. So that's just unfortunate. I mean, God bless if he could win at Valero. I, I don't really see that happening, but by all means, go and do it, Rick. Um, and then my other question is, Justin Thomas, I feel like he always is like kind of like 
sort of tapping on that door, I feel like he's, it's not really a question. It's more like, I feel like this is the year that he might be able to get it done there. Like, it just feels like everything is coming into play, like at the right time for him. And I feel like the players victory and like a master's victory, they just like, I don't know, they like go well together. I feel like, and I would have to do some research on this, but past master's winners who have also won at at the players, I'm not sure how many The same year? Not the same year, just like in general, I feel like going back to the same course, like over and over and over, it, those are like two of the event, the big events that do that, you know, like the PGA, the US Open and the Open, they're all on rotas basically. So mm -hmm. that changes, but if we, and now the PGA Tour is not paying me, <laughs> but if we're gonna lump in the players as like a fifth major, like Augusta and the players, they're played at the same course every year. So I feel like if you're the type of player who could win at that, like, I'm not, I'm not comparing Augusta to TPC Sawgrass at all, but I just think like that similarity of like the semblance of like, you go back to this course every year. I don't know. Maybe it's like something like a track record, a history, but I really like JT at the masters this year. So he was T39 in his debut at the masters T22 after that T17 T12 and then fourth. See? back in november <laughs> so he's trending like, in the right direction <laughs> we're trending like the more times you play there i swear it, it really it does help and and i think that a lot of the like newbies the newcomers everyone was saying like like colin morikawa he won the pga championship and people were sort of alluding to well there wasn't that fan pressure fans at a major the tiger roars major roars this and the other thing like augusta is it going to play different are these guys going to have an advantage because nobody's really played it in november which wasn't really true a lot of the players have um but it was just like that was the discussion and i just kept thinking like no augusta like there's not many like first time. I don't even know. Is there a first time champion at the Masters? Like the first time they Fuzzy Zeller, the right? Okay, all right. So nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. So I'm at like that course to me is just not like a first timer course. I it feel isn't. like no, like the intricacies you just learn over time. And I know that Matt Jones. I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but he won um, last week, and he had a phone call, a FaceTime with Greg Norman. And he said to Greg, like, we meet up at Augusta. I need some pointers because Matt's only played at Augusta mm -hmm. once prior to he'll be playing um, next month. So I just think like all players know that like that course is about not like the secrets, but has so many nuances and intricacies that I really consider it. It's like a piece of art. You have to play a piece of art. Yeah. Matt Jones has only played the Masters once, and that was back in 2014. He missed the cut, so he will be making his return for the first time in quite some time. So, yeah, winning the Honda Classic, obviously, that gets you in, and then we'll see what Ricky can do next week. And obviously, there's a tournament this week, the Dell Technologies Match Play, which is a different feel, but always kind of a nice change Bridget on the PGA Tour schedule I know we've talked about it before how sometimes they can get a little bit you know bland stroke play stroke play stroke play every single week so it's good that we have this little change up here so we'll get into that and the bracket here but first want to give a shout out to eBay the Tiger Woods podcast is indeed presented by eBay 
Whether Ray or Deadstock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to get the pair you have been eyeing. Each sneaker receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. All right, so the match play this week. The event starts off in a pod style round robin format folks so 16 groups of four you have one player out of each of those groups and then they will go on into a single elimination round from the sweet 16 down to the elite eight down to the final four so it used to be single elimination blah 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 right and people would fly in and get eliminated on wednesday and then fly out so that sort of angered some of the players so now we have pod style, and then it goes into that single elimination down there at Austin Country Club, which is a par 71, 7,043 yards. It's another Pete Dye design course. Bridget, where do you stand on match play and this sort of format? I love it. I mean, I don't know if I would like it <laughs> multiple times a year, um, but I love it. I I think that it just brings out a different, I'm going to be choosy with my words here. It, it sort of brings out a different side, I'll say that, um, of players. Mm -hmm. And I like that gritty side. And I think that players like Kevin Kisner do so well in this format. So I like to see players like him get it done. Expect a lot of chaos, a lot of madness, five of the favorites uh, advanced out of the pod round in 2019, five of the 16. So obviously you can dig deep here and pick those grinders that Bridget was alluding to, the Brian Harmons and the Cam Smiths of the world, obviously guys I'm looking at, at least in my bracket, Bridget. Uh, so you have your pick to win it all. I do too. Just to recap last week, you had... Let's see here. Adam yeah, Scott. Yeah, you had Scott. T13. I had Lowry. He finished T36. So you're oh, still. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, he fell <laughs> he back. He was doing so well. Yeah, that was kind of sad to see. Yeah. Okay. So you're holding steady with that $1.9 million lead, but this could be quite a lucrative week because it is a WGC event. So there you go. Do you have your champion here? Is it more lucrative than the players? <laughs> That's a good point. Probably not. Actually, the it players is, is the biggest curse, so yeah. It is. Just razzing you. Just razzing you. Um, this is also my favorite week for the verbiage, the pods, round mm -hmm. robin. I just love it. Knockout. <laughs> it's just it's some, some fun vocab words. A lot of stalwarts come out to play in, uh, in this format. Okay, I'm done. Gritty. Um, I'm <laughs> Gritty grit, um, veterans. Okay. I'm going to go with someone who calls the Austin area. He's based out of there. He calls it home. I'm going with Sergio Garcia. He played well at the players, little top 10. 
He has played well here prior. So all he's missing is a WGC on his very layered resume. And I think he's going to get it done this week. Okay. Played well at the players. Yeah, absolutely. Great driver of the ball. He's kind of in a tough quadrant, if you will. He's going to have to get past yeah. Paul Casey, in my opinion, and then probably DJ or Sunjay M, and then uh, Bryson. That's the one thing I'm nervous about. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I have Jordan Spieth winning this. I think this is perfect for him. He has proven to me that he is on his game, a fantastic putter. He can have his blow-up holes when he sprays it off the tee. Fine. Mm -hmm. Perfect for match play. But he's the grinder that I want this week, and I like him a lot. He's got a really interesting original pod to deal with. Matthew Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors, Matthew Wolf. But I think he gets out of that, beats out Louis Ustazen, beats out Brian Harmon, beats Ooh. out Cam Smith. Wow. And then takes on Bryson DeChambeau in the finals. So. Wow. Louis Harmon and Cam Smith, that is a gritty group of fellas. Right Those now. are some grinders, am I right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And match play, the thing about match play is each hole is basically a tournament. Like, each hole is the 72nd hole, pretty much. So... You want a guy who's a winner, mm -hmm. and Steve, he is a winner, so I like that. Here's what I'll say about Bryson, by the way. He is going to have the ultimate advantage because he will be hitting second to the green every single hole. So he knows right. what he needs to do, right? Let's say yeah. somebody just completely misses the green, and they're going to be getting bogey. Bryson can play it conservatively and not go right at the pin, right? So I think that's a really distinct advantage for somebody like Bryson and really Dustin Johnson too. Yeah, I totally agree. I wanted to go with Bryson this week, but I do have that nice cushion. I'm just going to play it up and just pick some guys that I wouldn't normally pick if I was behind. Um, I also like Adam Long this week, and there's no basis behind this. I just like him. I'm not going to say why. I just like him. So keep an eye out for Adam Long as the long shot, and yeah, and I'll your, be here all week. Your pun game is on point. Try the feel, ladies and gentlemen. Well played. <laughs> uh, final four, just to recap, I have Spieth and Cam going at it, and then Paul Casey and Bryson going at it, and then obviously Spieth beating Bryson, and then I have Paul Casey beating Cam uh, for the third place winner. So I like go. it. Yeah. I have nothing to share. I will fill out. I will do my homework, uh, Mr. Cam, later, mm -hmm. and I'll fill out my bracket. Bracketologist! Bridget Man, Whalen. I just missed calling you Mr. Rogers. What I is know. wrong with me? <laughs> I'm not wearing a sweater vest, so it really doesn't apply. But Mr. Rogers, I'll do my homework. Mr. Rogers 99 on Twitter. Get at me. Wow, uh, that's great. Speaking of Twitter, I'll tweet out the uh, bracket and all that good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. But I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Tiger Woods show. We have madness in golf this week, folks. Enjoy it. After that, we have the Valero Texas Open and then Augusta, the Masters. Very excited for that. So. She is Bridget Whalen. I am Cam Rogers, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.